listening to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Martin L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. We're continuing with this series called Unearthing Bible Treasures. Bishop Clark uses Matthew chapter 12 verses 22 through 28 as the foundation scripture for part one of the message, number six. Let's talk about the devil. Beelzebub is defeated. Let's talk about the devil. Subtopic, Beelzebub is defeated. Now, on a time where people may have come to uh, celebrate me, I believe the Lord has caused me to look beyond the moment, down the road, and I can see a swarm uh, of flies on their way in our direction. And the Lord of the fly is the progenitor. So I need to identify his hand, and you're going to see it come to pass. You're going to see the enemy trying to do some great, deep, um, deceiving, um, strong delusions uh, coming forth toward the people of God. I can see a swarm of flies on their way. In the spirit and so I believe even though we're celebrating at least I am that it is my job because Satan don't wait on birthdays or after birthdays to do his work but as a watchman on the wall it is my my call to make sure that I at least give you a sound or an alarm so you won't be hit unaware when the fly shows up in your house uh, you need to get some uh, some big fly swatters and uh, you, need, you need to get ready for this swarm that's coming. Don't be afraid. I'm going to show you some things about the devil, that old devil. And I'm going to show you that he's defeated. I'm giving you the end of the message now. He's defeated and God is exalted. But we want to make sure you understand how the devil works. He don't care about birthdays, anniversaries. He doesn't care about any of that. He plans his schemes. And he works those schemes out. You need to be ready for the scheme or the plan of the devil. You don't set your life there. All you gotta do is make sure you're planted by the rivers of water. You gotta make sure that you build your house on the rock and not on the sand. As I was sharing with my staff on yesterday, great staff meeting, uh, and you shall be like a tree. Before you get there in Psalm 1, you need to see Psalm 1-1. Blessed is the man that doesn't do three things. Number one, he doesn't walk in the council of the ungodly so watch who's influencing you who do you have in your ear who's listening to you who are you buddies with and you need to make sure they're not ungodly because you can become have a, an, un, an unholy association that will pull you away from the things of God and you want to always keep your friendships not on the shelf but you want to keep them 
in the hot, uh, keep them close to a hot iron that at any time your friendship, even your close friends, you can iron out their wrinkles. Okay, it's going to hurt them and sometimes they get their feelings hurt. But faithful are the wounds or the hot iron or the burns from a hot iron from a friend. That's what the Bible says. It's faithful when a friend tells you that you're off. So you need to watch uh, walking in the counsel of the ungodly. Number two, standing in the way of sinners, which simply means you magnify yourself in the way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. But you magnify yourself. They can't move until you speak to them. They don't feel comfortable unless you call, unless you text. You could be standing in the way of a sinner. Or your ways or methods could cause people who don't know Christ to walk away from Christ or push back from Christ. Offense is real big there. So watch that. Don't stand in the way of sinners. Number one, walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Two, stand in the way of sinners. Number three, sit in the seatful, seat of the scornful. That are people who are not in the game. They're on the bench. But they critique everything. They're not the ones that give. But they talk about giving. Or how things are or should be. Listen to what I'm saying. That's the seat of the scornful. You got to be in the game before you can really complain. Anybody can stand on the bench and talk about LeBron James until you stand next to him. Once you stand next to him, you got to do like this. Whoa. And see how big this man is. Yet he's faster and stronger, can jump higher. Yes, he missed a shot, but don't call him sorry. Because if you had to do it, <laughs> you wouldn't even get past the playoffs. You'll, you wouldn't win one game if you had to lead the team. You just don't have it that way, right? So we need to make sure we understand. Unless you're in the game, you shouldn't be critiquing sharply. Actually, I'm going to show you that that strong, sharp critique a lot of times is not godly. It's demonic. Because he is the accuser. <clears throat> One of the things he does, I mean royally, he can set it up so much, you would think he's an attorney. He's the accuser. He brings the accusation up. Nobody knows, but he's got to reveal it. Nobody knew what you did, but he's going to let everybody know. He's the accuser. He wants to make sure that somebody see you in a different light. That's not God. The Bible says love will do what as it relates to sin. It, it's never going to blast you out like that. That's not, that's not godly. If God don't bring it out, he wants you to get it right, and that's what he does. Amen. So if you're putting it out on Facebook, you didn't know that's not God. You may think that's control. You may think that's bold. It has nothing to do. It's demonic. I want you to understand that so we can make sure we work with God and not with the devil. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So we want to make sure we don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of the scornful. Here's the flip. For his delight is in the law of the Lord. That means they come to Bible study, get in the word of God regularly. His delight is in God's law. And in his law, he doth meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water. Do we have people on duty? <laughs> is there anybody here? Anybody watching? <laughs> well, let me see it. Keep your eyes open. So we want to make sure we do that. And then the scripture says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Three roots that you need to have if you're going to be successful. First of all, your root needs to be tied into the soil that is damp from the river. 
So his feet, the Bible says, and he shall be like a tree planted, that's stationary, by a river. Look at the proximity. The river is there. There's a flowing stream. So there's a move of the spirit which keeps the soil moist and you're planted in the soil. That's the first root. Proximity and stability. Or stability and proximity of a river. A moving stream, a flow of the spirit. Secondly, the root needs to be tied into the vision of your house or the church. You need to know the vision of your church and you need to try to pattern your spiritual walk with God as you fulfill your dreams, working congruently with the vision of the church. That's a root that needs to be tied, stationary, planted. Make sure you know the vision and make sure you're trying to fulfill the vision. Because in the next phase of our ministry, we're going to get people off the bench. Because when on the bench too long, you'll start critiquing. You'll sit in the seat of the scornful. You got to come off the bench and get in the game. We must activate you to do something. Thank you, Lord. The third root is tied into leadership. Not just membership, but leadership. You can't scoff leadership or find fault with all leaders. You have to try to rehabilitate leaders. You have to try to work with leaders. You have to try to develop leaders. And all of us have leadership in us. It just needs to be developed. Amen. The older you get, the more of a leader you should become. Because the older you get, the more influence you should have. And with influence comes responsibility. Leadership is being able to manage your growth and your maturity, your age and your experience. Your influence as a result of that, that makes sure that you're championing your champion, you're the champion of your responsibilities. We say, Bishop, I don't really have any responsibilities. Well, you need to get some. Anybody that can just show up anytime they want, they can eat as long as they want, don't pay any bills, is not worth their weight in salt. Everybody contributes, right? In every household, especially when you have grown folk. So when you're grown, you have to contribute. If you're staying with your mama and you're 25 years old, pay some bills. You don't know what it's like until you're paying bills. And I know you got mamas that don't want you to pay any bills. I'm just going to still take care. No, you need to graduate. Graduate into manhood. That means you take responsibility. Graduate into womanhood. You must take on responsibilities. It's not just paying bills. It's other things. You all understand that. You want to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season. Your leaf will not wither, nor the, neither whatever you do will prosper. Every, whatever you do will prosper. You need to make sure that you have those three roots in the ground. I read to you about uh, a demon-possessed man who uh, was healed by Jesus. And, uh, and the people, it doesn't say that they were trained. They saw the move of God. They jumped with it. Their faith went to another level. Here comes the religious world saying, I believe devil is involved. Uh, I do believe the devil can do good, but he is not good. In his nature, he is not good. He can smile, that's good, but inside of him, his smile is hate. He really hates while he smiles. You've seen that grin, a grimacing grin. That's how he is. He can dance, but he's always thinking about breaking the back, not massaging the back. 
He can talk, but he's a liar from the beginning. You get in a conversation, eventually you'll see it. He's a liar. He's all, I'm, I don't want to get ahead of myself. He's a murderer. Scripture says from the beginning, which means when he gets with you, his aim is to kill. So you want to don't play with the devil, okay? Because he's not playing with you. He wants to kill. And I'll show you what's going on here. Jesus gives us a detailed understanding. If you want to say, he's basically saying that I move by the spirit of Beelzebub, which is the Lord of the fly. Satan is really Beelzebub. And he would never fight against himself. So the mere fact that Jesus came against the, the, the evil spirit and cast him out. The mere fact that he came against him by the spirit of God tells you that the kingdom has arrived. Because Satan would not come against himself. Satan would never fight against himself. If he did, he would divide his kingdom. Because he's not omniscient and he must rely on other entities to do their work in regions around the world. He needs them to be loyal to him so he would never fight against himself. He would never come against something that looks like him. His own strategy or his web. If he's a spider and he spins a web, he won't come around and start dismantling the spider web. He would keep it in place because he's trying to catch something. Flying around and don't know what they're looking at. And all of a sudden they get stuck in the web. He would never come around and start dismantling the webs every time a spider starts spurning it. He wouldn't do that. If you put a scheme in your house, a scheme or a lie, he's not going to come back and tell you the truth. He would allow you to live with that lie for years as long as it's working. So it can work its work out in your life. Amen. That's why lying is of the devil. He's a liar also from the beginning. You got to watch when you're telling lies, right? I mean, just changing it up a little bit. Don't, don't try to, if it's, just give me the naked truth on it. No chaser. Just tell me exactly what happened. Don't try to add to it. Don't try to say this or say that. Don't try to do this or do that. We don't want to hear all of that. Satan is always involved when you start fancying up the stuff. Don't dress it up. Just say what it is. Give me the truth, the whole truth, come on, and nothing but the truth, so help me what? So help me, you'll never hear Satan say that. He'll say, I'll give you the whole, the truth, uh, the, 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 you say whole truth? What? Uh, okay, Ho whole truth? Um, you know, I'll give you the truth, you know, but see, the truth is, is, is based on what you feel. See, it's about reality. It's about where you are. Your truth. He's going to change it. Truth is truth, period. He don't want to say truth, whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help me God. So he doesn't like oaths. And if he takes one, don't trust it. Another thing I want to share with you before I go deeper is that Beelzebub, Lord of Flies. Beelzebub, it's the Greek. Beelzebul, the Greek Beelzebul, the name given to Satan, is found over in the New Testament, the book of Mark, the book of Matthew. It's probably the same as Beelzebub, God of Ekron, meaning the Lord of flies. Or as often uh, as others think, the Lord of dung. 
the Lord of Dung or Dung God. And if you notice, Dung is always attacked by flies. But he, the, 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 I'm looking at it the way it looks now. It's not just Lord of Flies, but Lord of what flies blow. I want to show you those of you that's playing with him because he see dung. When he get on you, he wants to smear you with it. So the fly will be attracted to you. He's Lord of that. I, I got to say it that way because that's who he is. Glory to God. You listen to him. He always puts in it in the dung some type of worm. That's trying to work its way in your life. Any of us right now, any of us got a little bit of feces or whatever on us, we will go to the bathroom and start washing off quickly. Well, he wants you to walk around with it. And in the spirit, that's how it is. When you enter into an atmosphere, when you, the devil is dealing with you, you smell funny. But it's not, it's, 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 it, it, it pushes back on God, but it attracts the demonic. I want you to understand that as you're playing with him with your little stuff, you got to start saying, I got to wash myself out of this. I got to get myself out of that. This mindset is attracting the demonic. And they don't come by themselves. They come laying eggs. Y'all understand? Lord of the fly. Fly lasts about 30, 40 days. So if you do the right thing over 30, 40 days, that's why discipleship is so important. Because if you stick with it, about 40 days you develop a new habit and you break the cycle of Satan. But what happens with people to come to church a few days? Ah, I don't feel like I don't feel like dealing with God. It didn't work after two weeks and you don't understand. He's Lord of fly. He's Lord of fly. So you want to kick him out and try to do the right thing over a period of time. And you will break his powers in your life. Thank you, God. Not only can you just go for 40 days and, and get rid of the devil, but whatever he laid while he was on you. So how long does it take for a fly to lay an egg and then the egg mature into a worm before it turns back into a fly? You got to break the whole cycle. Glory to God. So I wanted to give that to you. I know it feels funny, sounds funny, but it's in the Bible. All of this that I'm pulling out is in the Bible and you need to hear it. He's Lord of the dung God. Thank you, Lord. One of the things I want to share with you because um, one of the questions is, is the devil real? Absolutely. Please write that down. Absolutely. He's real. You believe in God, you need to believe that there's evil. And you playing around with the devil, he said, they better stop playing with him. He's, he's after you. Job chapter 1, verse 6, one day, verse 6, one day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. Uh, I think the King James says the sons of God came. And Satan also came with them. So he's in the midst of the sons of God. And so God is so awesome. Uh, once, once you've ever reached the level of sonship, he gives you access to come into his presence. Even though he cast Satan out, because he was once son of the morning, he's able to come in the midst of the sons of God. The Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord from roaming through the earth and going back and forth in it. Write it down. He's real and he's accountable to God. 
And he assembles in the midst of the sons of God. Every so often, he has to get into that realm and appear. He's not saved through it, but he has access into the realm called sons of God. I didn't say he was a son. I said he has access into the realm. Y'all understand that? One of the things you need to see is that he is not omniscient. That means he's not everywhere at once. Notice when God says, where have you been? Where did you come from? Satan says, from roaming through the earth. Roaming. That's multidirectional. Walking to and from house to house. Down the way the roads curve, that's how he moves. Roaming. If you were roaming, what would you do? You're walking around looking. But I saw a vision of the enemy, and he doesn't walk and, and run like we slow with, with, with swag. He moves at the speed of lightning. So I saw him going to a house. Bam. He went to all corners, four corners of the house, then to every window, and then to all four corners of the window in a flash. Like, like, like that. Moving around, trying to see if he can get inside the house. Okay, faster than your alarm can go off. Okay, I want you to get this. He's not slow. He's not walking like Clark, right? He can slow it down, but as he roams, because he's not omniscient and he wants to be like God, he moves quickly. That's what Jesus even said, knowing that, when, that one of you will betray me. What did he say to the disciples? Whatever you're going to do, do it what? He said, do it quickly, because that's the nature of Satan. Don't want to wait on nothing. Ain't patient about nothing. Don't want to stick and stay planted so God can work a work in your life. Don't like discipleship. That take too long. Oh, help me, Jesus. You can only be at one place at one time. That's why he needs his subjects, demonic subjects, to be loyal to him. He would never fight against himself. He would never work against his own plan or his own scheme. Another thing he cannot see into your mind. Look at the scriptures. Then the Lord said to Satan. This is uh, verse 8. Have you considered my servant Job? There is none. There is no one in the earth like him. He's blameless and upright and a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied. Sarcastic too. Have you not judged? Have you not put a hedge around him? So in other words, he fears God for nothing, but you put a hedge around him. You protected him. So of course, while he's in the church with a hedge around him, he can praise. But I'm saying something to you, God. Take the hedge away. Look at the word. Does he judge? Does he fear God for nothing? Verse 9 said, uh, said Satan. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? So that means he's been walking around this man's house. He can see the hedge of the Lord around him, his household and his children. He's able to report on them. I tested it. I've already been there. I roamed in his neighborhood. Look at the word. 
You have blessed the work of his hands. And that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But stretch forth or stretch out your hand. And strike everything he has. And he will surely curse you to your face. Oh, he's protected. Everything is going well right now. Start messing up the stuff he likes. I'm saying he will curse you to his face. Which simply tells me that Satan doesn't know what's in your mind. God said the man was perfect and upright. That's what God said about the man. Satan said, I'll make him curse you to your face. If he was omniscient, he would knew what God knows about him. He says, I can make him curse you. God says, no, no, I already know the man. Which tells me he's not omniscient. He only knows what you say. So when you start complaining, putting your hand on your shoulder, talking about what you can't stand, he's listening to those complaints. Because you give him everything. You tell him all of your details. Right now, people are driving their cars, talking to themselves. I can't stand them. I just don't like what's going on while they're driving. And Satan's sitting right there taking notes. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Pastor Dave with Truth Revealed, a.k.a. KD3. On July 26 and 27, it's about to go down. Our 2019 youth conference is called Impact Nation 24-7, and it's about to be on and popping. Our focus for this conference is to highlight the greatness within. 1 John 4 and 4 says you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. On Friday night, we're kicking it off with our worship service at 7 o'clock p.m. On Saturday morning, we'll have our breakout sessions beginning with breakfast at 9 o'clock a.m. Then, we're coming back that Saturday night for our Knock em Out The Box concert with your boy Imprint, the blazing hot Hidden Flames, my dog Elijah McGill, your boy KD3, and the man himself, 1K Few. You do not want to miss this free event. That's right, I said free. So mark your calendars, tell a friend, and I'll see you this weekend at Truth Revealed in Palm Bay, Florida. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at the Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 1787. That's reference number 1787. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, Final thoughts from Bishop Clark. King David said this. He said, I was young and now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg bread. God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above your ability, but will with every test also make a way of escape that 
you may be able to bear it. God loves you. And so do I. I want you to be encouraged. Lift up your head and let the King of Glory come in. Who is this King? He's our Lord, our Savior. He's mighty and strong, and He's mighty to fight in every battle that you're facing. Until next time, God bless you and keep you is my prayer.